Um, our, our topic for today is physical violence in halacha. Uh, I would like to contrast uh, what we're going to be doing tonight with uh, two other things that uh, are very important to do, uh, but we will not be doing tonight. Uh, one is, is discussing uh, physical violence from a psychological point of view, uh, what what drives people to to violence? Uh, what uh, techniques can a person use in order to avoid violent behavior? Uh, we will also not be dealing with with the ethical side of things, uh, uh, and and which is which is the the. Uh, the Mido side, the the character side of of uh, of, of people that have a tendency uh, to violence, uh, whether it be dealing with with anger, aggression, or those kind of things. So, uh, our topic for tonight is not uh, psychology or uh, or or ethics or or midos or character development, but rather the the halachas. Now. Uh, uh there is a side which uh which is especially important uh when you're dealing with issues like this is that it's good to know what's usser, what's doraisa, uh what are the ramifications in halacha, because a lot of times that might uh act, first of all, in general for Talmud Torah, uh uh second of all to understand uh things in, in perspective, uh, but also sometimes uh uh, that is something that will be influential in stopping a person from doing something. Uh, uh, obviously, not always, but it, but for instance, uh, there one of the one of the uh, major issues in Kashrus is 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 holiness, striving for holiness, living in uh, limiting what we're able to. Uh, uh, what we're able to do, what we're able to not do, what we're able to consume, not consume, and um, the uh, uh, as the Ramban teaches us, a person has to avoid being a naval uh, uh, a Torah. A person has to avoid being somebody who is who is acting in a despicable fashion, but uh, but so to speak, according to the with the permission of the Torah. Now that same person uh, didn't get the Torah's message of uh, don't eat pork, don't eat, don't eat shellfish, limit what you eat, and get the message that Hashem wants you not to be a glutton, not to be running after all sorts of pleasures. But uh, but the person himself will will follow apparently the novel Bershus HaTorah will follow uh, the instructions. Uh, so. On the one hand, he'll he'll avoid non-kosher food, but he will, for instance, be be gluttonous with regards to kosher food. So, uh, one of the things that comes out of uh, of learning what's doraisa, what's rabbana, what's Husser, what's mutter, what's part of the six hundred thirteen mitzvahs, what's not, is that this might be something that a person would say, as as riled up as he is, I don't want to do an avera. This is just like eating pork. I don't eat pork, um, so that's what I'd like to discuss. Um, and uh, so it'll be for for Talmud Torah. It'll also be helpful.
for uh, for perhaps uh, giving a person uh, a check uh, in a situation where where he might have gone overboard. Uh, our our source for tonight is going to be Shulchan Aruch Harav. Shulchan Aruch Harav is the is the uh, uh, restatement of the halachas of the Shulchan Aruch, uh, written by Rav Shnur Zalman of Ladi, uh, who was the first Rebbe of Chabad. Uh, Rav Shnur Zalman of Ladi, besides being a, a major Hasidic leader, besides being a great a great mystic. Uh, a, a a deep thinker, uh, uh, one of one of the great minds of of all of Jewish history. Uh, he was a great halachist, and he took on the the uh, the major project of of after uh, uh, hundreds of years uh, since the Shulchan Aruch and the Ramah, uh, there was a need to. Uh, as as commentators and super commentators uh, multiplied, as there was uh, additional material and all sorts of smarts, so there was a need to restate halacha. So so after uh, uh, similar to the way, for instance, the Chayyadim was a restatement of the of the halacha. The Kitzel Shulchan Aruch later on was a restate of a restatement of the halacha. The Orach Shulchan is a restatement of the halacha. So the Shulchan Aruch Harav is a similar. Is a similar thing. Not all of it is, uh, survived, but um, but we have uh, 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 most of Orachayim. But there is in the last volume some some things on Choshen Mishpat where he put together his own uh, his own sections. Now, the very beginning of of Niske Agufa Nefesh Vidineim damages to body and soul. So. So this is where he writes about, about physical violence. I'd like to discuss three points. One is the biblical source for uh, physical violence. Number two, uh, threats. And number three, uh, the ramifications. So let's go. Um, point number one. The prohibition against physical violence. It's prohibited for a person to strike their friend. If he did strike him, he transgresses a negative commandment. For it says, etc. The Torah says, uh, the Torah speaks of somebody who's high of Makos. The Torah speaks of somebody who has transgressed one of the one of the commandments, one of the 613 commandments. Uh, and, and some of those commandments uh, have a, a punishment of lashes that goes along with it. Uh, so let's say somebody ate pork, and he had, and he gets makos. So they assess how many makos the person is is able to get. The Beistin's uh, doctors they they figure out uh, uh, how much this person is. The maximum is thirty nine. So they so they figure out this person. They assess him. Let's say it's twenty makos, or let's say the full thirty nine. So the Torah says he should only strike him the proper amount of lashes. Lo Yosif, he shouldn't add to it, lest, the Torah says, lest he will add to it and he'll strike the person too much and the person will be, um, uh, will, be, will be harmed, will be killed. Now, the, the uh, imikbida 
התורה בהקעת רשע שלא להקותו יותר על רישו, if the Torah was מקביד, the Torah's particular, that an evil person should not be struck more than is fitting for him. This guy did an Avera. And remember, if he did an Avera and he's getting makos, that means that they warned him, don't do this, don't eat pork, because if you get pork, you're going to get makos. And he said, I'm going to do it anyways. And he does it anyways. So we're talking about a Russia. So that person then is 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 given the the uh, the obligation, uh, the punishment of makos, and he goes through the basting. So this Russia, if he gets one, the Torah has a special prohibition against giving this maka an extra an extra less. Theoretically, the the uh, the shliach basting might say, "Here's your lashes, and here's one for good measure, and here's one for extra, extra, a uh, little extra musar to to make sure that you don't mess around with with Judaism anymore." So that's a that's a biblical prohibition. The Torah prohibits that. The so says the says Kalvachomer Bakasadik. This is certainly the case for striking for striking a tzaddik. Um, now, uh, the, there are three camps. Let's discuss this for a little moment. There are three camps amongst, uh, uh, commentators. Rashi and the Rambam both mentioned the beginning of the Pasuk. Lo yosif lahakoto. He should not add striking this person. The Shulchan Aruch and the Ramah, they bring the words, Pen Yosef, which is lest he add, uh, and Rabbeinu Yona and Rabbeinu, Bach, uh, 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 Rabbeinu Bachaye quote both of them, Lo Yosef and Pen Yosef. Now, uh, the Achronim in the Shulchan Tisma, so he discusses the pros and cons of each. So on the one hand, uh, Lo Yosef is talking about a Russia. And then maybe Pen Yosef is adding, after we've spoken about the Russia, then it's adding a new Avera. That's one possibility. Uh, Pen Yosef, so it doesn't explicitly say no, but Chazal have a tradition that that words like Pen are, are for all practical purposes, like no. Um, the... Um, When you look in the Gemara, it mentions both. It says, Lo Yosef, Pen Yosef. The source in the Gemara is, uh, is this, uh, is a sugya in, in Ksuvas. And, and the sugya there, again, it's all, uh, it's part of a, it's part of a bigger sugya in context, but, uh, the the Gemara brings both words, so I understand Rashi and the Rambam, the Shulchan Aruch and the Tour, each one, perhaps for uh, logistical reasons, meaning for the principles of Drusha's uh, reasons. Uh, 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 learns out this prohibition, the prohibition against striking a person from either the beginning, the earlier part of the verse, the later part of the verse. 
But what's with Rabbeinu Yona? What's with what's with Rabbeinu Machaya? That and and what's with the simple language of the Gemara that there's this double double prohibition? So, uh, I, I'd like to suggest that perhaps um, what's what's happening here is that the Torah outlines two different aspects of of hitting. One aspect is the act of hitting a person. That itself is prohibited. But then there's a second component to the act of hitting a, a person, which is lest you add an extra striking and you and you hurt the person. There's the act and there's the effects of the act. And what the Torah, what the Torah tells us is that not only the effects of the act are prohibited, the act itself is prohibited. Not only the act is prohibited, but the but creating those effects are prohibited. Now, I don't know if there's any. Uh, I can't think of any practical nafkamina, uh, but theoretically, one could uh, create the effects of the act without actually uh, punching a person or striking a person, and one theoretically might punch a person without actually hurting the person. So uh, again, those are this is all theoretical because I don't know if if that is if that is actually stated. But I'm just I was wondering about why Rabbeinu Yona and why uh, the um, uh, the Rabbeinu Bachaye and why why simply in the Gemara the Gemara brings Lo Yosef Pen Yosef and the verse says you should only give him thirty nine lashes you shouldn't add. And then it says, lest you add and you hit him too much. So uh, I, I just want to suggest that that double drusha helps us understand that there are really two different components to, to physical violence, the act itself and the effects of the act. Uh, the effects of the act obviously harm another person. And sure enough, there's a whole parak in Baba Kama, parak hachovel, the, the, the parak about wounding, which discusses uh, the halachas of compensation for wounding another person. Now, a lot of wounding another person might not necessarily be, be um, uh, purposeful. It might be a, uh, a work accident or something like that, that a person ends up uh, harming a person. But that's one component. Plus, when we deal with either the psychological component or the Midos component, so the psychological component is is the effects the person who was the victim of of, of physical violence and is a, is in a, is in a very very uh, difficult difficult position not only physically but also uh, emotionally and psychologically. Uh, the side of the act itself, so that's something that. Even if, if, if let's say somebody uh, punched uh, some guy who's like, uh, he's, he's made of steel. So the act itself is an act that the Torah prohibits, uh, perhaps independent of, of the effects it costs, the effects it costs. So that's, that's uh, suggestion number, number one. Now, the Torah goes on and says, meirim yad al Anybody who lifts up his hand against his friend to strike him, even though he didn't strike him, he's called a Russia. 
So the the Torah says by Moshe Rabbeinu that uh, as he was growing up in Pharaoh's palace, so he took a couple of forays outside the palace. And one of the things that he did was to uh, was to go and 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 see how the Jews are doing. And he saw one Jew striking another. Uh, so the Torah. So I I I uh, I messed it up there. It doesn't say he saw one Jew striking another. Uh, he he saw these two Jews fighting, and he said to one of them, "Why lama takereyacha? Why will you hit your friend?" So it sounds like all the fellow did was lift up his fist against the other, and it was clear that he was going to strike. And the Torah says it wasn't quoting Moshe Rabbeinu. It was. It's the narrator, so to speak. Hashem is writing, Vayomer Larasha. Moshe said to the evil one, Why are you going to strike your friend? So we learn from here that lifting up your hand against another to hit him, even though you didn't hit him, makes you considered a Rasha. Now, what are the ramifications of Rasha? It sounds like the person would be invalid for testimony. And um, the the uh, and the Gemara learns it out from this pasuk by Moshe Rabbeinu. Now, um, a comment on this. Um, I uh, the Chiddush is clear that even though the person didn't actually hurt the per- hit, hit uh, he's still invalid for testimony. Now, the pasuk says. It, it says pen yosif lahakoto. So it so it sounds like the iser doraisa is an iser of striking, but it lifting up one's one's fist against another. Uh, when somebody just lifts up a fist against another, a person person just um, uh, he he's just you know lifts up his fist like this, like he's going to hit somebody, even though he doesn't actually hit the person. So, so that defines him as a Russia. So I saw, now here I forget who, who I saw say this, that apparently there's an Isser, there's a prohibition against raising your fist, threatening to hurt somebody, um, with the idea that how are you going to be considered a Russia how he would be considered an evil person unless you unless you uh, did an avera, unless you did a sin, meaning backward, going backwards. So the assumption is that there is an unstated sin against raising up one's hand against another to 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 threaten it. Now, just uh, another possi- the other the other way of looking with it that that, that there's some definition of of rasha that wouldn't necessarily be uh, relevant, let's say, for, for psulators, for, for being invalid as an aide. Um, again, uh, three possibilities. Possibility number one, apparently there's an isser, apparently there's a prohibition against raising up your fist against somebody. So just like Dale Rice, it's usser to hit a person because the Torah says, lo yosif pen yosif, 
uh, don't uh, don't strike another person other than a shliach based in administering makos. Anybody, even a shliach based in who gives an extra one, and anybody who gives an extra makos that is not uh, uh, directed by a kodesh baruch hu. So so uh, so that's a prohibition against uh, against hitting. I what about just raising one's fist? You see that Moshe Rabbeinu, when he told the fellow, "Don't hit your friend in the future." The Torah calls that person a Russia. So there must be some unstated prohibition. Uh, would, occur, would a person get makos for it? No, because it would. the Torah doesn't uh, give it a, a uh, uh, it would be a, uh, would it be a lav shein bo Would it be a, a prohibition that doesn't have an act? Maybe raising a fist itself is an act. But um, the Torah never says don't do it. The Torah says, the Torah calls somebody who did it a rasha. So it might be a, a, a biblical prohibition that would not uh, fit into the standard categories of something that would, 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 would have a punishment attached to it. The other possibility would be that the person is, is pasuledut, he's invalid for testimony, but there's no biblical prohibition that he did, but he just did something that defines him as a Russian. Uh, that would be interesting. Then this would be sort of a unique kind of psuletus and unique kind of uh, invalidation as a witness. Uh, uh, a, a third possibility uh, might be that the person is called a Russia to the degree if somebody calls that person a Russia, it would be considered, let's say, defaming him. But um, that's a uh, that's step number two. Now, uh, again, step number one is the prohibition against striking a person, either from Lo Yosef, like Rashi and the Rambam say, or from Pen Yosef, which the Shulchan Aruch and the Tour bring, or Lo Yosef, Pen Yosef, like the simple lashon of the Gemara and the way the, the Rabbeinu learns it. And uh, and the, the Shulchan Aruch here says, re-brings Lo Yosef, Pen Yosef, but it brings the Kalvachomer. If the Torah was makbid about somebody who strikes a, a, a Russia, who's giving administering makos to Russia, and it says don't give him any more than he than than exactly he d- deserves, uh, so certainly uh, striking a person who's a who's a tzaddi, uh, which I assume means not a Russia. Uh, the second thing is raising up one's hin- fist against somebody else. Now. Uh, question. I want to open, uh, throw out an open question. Uh, what about a verbal threat? Meaning, somebody who lifts up his hand against a friend, so he's called a Russia. What if somebody said, I- "I'm going to punch you in the face"? Just wait. I'm going to. I'm going to. Let me at you. I'm going to take you. I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm going to punch you in the face. Now, is that is that verbal threat? Does that give you the definition of? Of uh, of Russia, or is there something about the immediacy and the power of a of a raised fist that uh, that gives the uh, that uh, that gives this cat this person the, uh, the 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 definition of of Russia? So I'll leave that as an open question. Also, um, uh, again, I just want to re- reiterate what I mentioned at the very beginning that. Uh, there are some, uh, yeah, so uh, that 
we can approach this area in, in, in at least three different ways. One is psychological, uh, which would be to understand uh, uh, what psychologically brings a person to violence and what might uh, be a way of, uh, of, of, of dealing with violence, number one. Uh, so that would be a, a psychological approach, which is extremely important and and uh, and uh, uh, is um, is uh, is done uh, uh, hopefully before the fact, not only after the fact. Uh, a second way of approaching this is through the world of of Musser and and, and Midos and and character development. And and working on anger, working on rage, uh, uh, working on, on on frustration, and and how to deal with those those midot that are that are underlying uh, 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 physical violence. There is a third area which we're dealing with is the halachas here that directly relate to to physical violence, and as we mentioned earlier, uh, there uh, they might for some people. If they know that that uh, you know I'm you know I'm I'm oh wow this is a biblical prohibition like eating pork I don't eat pork I'm not going to be over on Lo Yosef uh, so that for some people might be a uh, uh, something that uh, that stops them from from doing something terrible uh, a certain red line though sometimes when a person is so enraged he loses control. Um, the I will mention that halacha uh, is actually very. There's a very uh, 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 a very uh, I believe a very important article by Rav Aaron Lichtenstein uh, Zetzal uh, called "Is there an ethic independent of the halacha?" If I got the title exactly right, and uh, there are some broader halachic directives. And it's something I think that if, if you look at Yonah's comments, they're they're connected. There's Avas Yisrael. There's Valach the Bidrachav, loving Israel. Somebody who's physically violent is certainly not Mekayim Avas Yisrael. That's not Ve'ahav Tolorecha Kamocha. There's there's Valach the Bidrachav. The Rambam in the Rambam's list of list of the mitzvahs, the Rambam in the Mishnah Torah in the beginning of Hilchos Deo. So he says that that developing our character, so we have. Uh, well-balanced character is is a mitzvah d'oraisa. It's a biblical mitzvah of walking in God's ways. Being God-like means uh, having a God-like character. Well, uh, the Rambam not only says that one has to have a balance with regards to the issue of, of, of anger and calm, but anger and arrogance, those are the two mitos where the Rambam says that one should be going uh, close, close to the extreme, and one should be exceedingly humble, and one should be exceedingly calm. So, somebody who is hitting another person, he's certainly not mekayim uh, He's certainly not mekayim uh, 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 the mitzvah of of uh, of uh, character. I will add, um, there is a whole discussion in in uh, when one begins to learn Baba Kama. Is there a prohibition against causing nezik? What's the prohibition about against causing nezik? Let's say somebody uh, breaks somebody's uh, car. Somebody dents somebody else's car. Did he do a a, a prohibition? So uh, 
So there is a suggestion that maybe maybe it's connected to Gezel. Maybe it's a kind of uh, uh, theft. Um, uh, maybe the mere fact that the Torah tells you that you got to pay if you if you mazik somebody, if you damage somebody. So that implies that there's a prohibition against damaging something somebody. So the Torah gives you a whole list of, of requirements when you damage a person, when you physically hurt a person. Nezik, Tsar, Ripui, Sheves, Boshes. So so that might also imply that there's an Isser Doraisa independent of Pen Yosef and Lo Yosef and and uh, and uh, certainly Merim Yad. So that's another possibility. But here we have the Torah directly directly uh, speaking about um, about uh, um, uh, this particular action of, of hitting a person. That's highlighted by the by the Torah as as one of the six hundred thirteen uh, 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 transgressions. Like like let's say somebody uh, not only eats pork, he pigs out on pork. So that person uh, certainly was over also in Valach He wasn't walking in God's ways when he was uh, uh, involved in gluttony on the on the pole of of uh, withdrawing from. Uh, uh, the pleasures of this world on the one hand and and immersing oneself in in running after the pleasures of this world on the others this guy that was picking out on pork so he was uh certainly uh close to the improper pole this person did not have ba- uh, balanced midos but the person also did up Kodesh Barko gave us a very very particular uh avera with regards to that um uh, let's say Lashonar, a person spoke Lashonar against another person. Not only did he, was he over on the Isra of Lashonar, but he also was over on the Avta Lerecha Kamocha, like the, the, uh, the, the introduction of the, of the, uh, the Chafetz Chaim uh, to the Sefer Chafetz Chaim. So, so one of the long early parts of the Sefer is listing all the positive and negative mitzvahs that a person uh, transgresses or doesn't fulfill when he when he does uh, um, uh, the the prohibition against uh, when he does lashon hara. So that's something to remember that halacha is not only uh, uh, particular uh, directives, instructions, scenarios, and dinner, but there's also some broader halachas that that are commands that Hashem commanded us to do or to avoid, but they are also uh, umbrella values, which which apply to a lot of acts. So so a person could chalk up a whole group of uh, of uh, of averas, some very particular and some very general, if he was involved in physical violence. Now the next thing is very striking. Uh, excuse the pun there. Anybody who struck is who struck his friend. He is considered in cherem. He's considered excommunicated becherem akanmonim, a cherem created by the earlier ones. Now, when exactly this was made, I do not know. You should not add him. You should not join him. Count him for a minion for matters of kedusha for for uh, for borchu uh, kedusha kaddish etc. Until the Beistin um, absolves him of the of the cherem. So we have a uh, 
We have a custom amongst the Svaradim that an Erev Rosh Chodesh, they do uh, Heter Haramim. We Ashkenazim, uh, in general, most Ashkenazim just Erev, Erev Rosh Hashanah, they do Ataras Nadarim, uh, and then Yom Kippur night. Gomarnam. Uh, amongst the Sfaradim, there's a prevalent minak to do uh, Hatoras Haramim, an Erev uh, Rosh Chodesh. I don't know if they also do Hatoras Nadorim, maybe the other way. Now, um, there, there are times when hitting a person would get you Malkus. Usually it doesn't. Why? Because usually, if you if you strike a person, you're going to have to you you owe monetary compensation, and that's how it got how this got into the to the sugi and suvas in general was that when there's mamon and malkus, so you get the mamon and not the malkus when there's a monetary payment mamon, and uh, 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 a punish a punishment of physical lashes malkus, so you get the mamon you pay the monetary payment. Uh, punishment and you're not obligated to you don't you're not you don't get lashes. However, uh, uh, he brings here if a person strikes a person a light striking wouldn't wouldn't involve compensation of a pruta, which is that minimal coin, which uh, the last time I was involved in trying to like figure out exactly how much it was, it was an extremely small amount, like four or five agorot, something like that. I don't know what it's at now. Because there's no obligation for mamon, there's no obligation for compensation. So he's chayav he's makos. Um, the Shulchan Aruch, the Shulchan Aruch Rav continues. Um, so this this isra applies even if the other guy started it or the other guy uh, uh, shamed him verbally and even if the other guy already hit him but stopped hitting him. Aval. Now, here's the beginning of, of, a, of a discussion of of when it might be mutter to hit a person. And I didn't want to go into this topic because I wanted the power of the prohibition, but I will finish the sentence of al-im lo pasak, hakototo, You're able to hit a person to save yourself. Im if you're not able to save yourself in any other way. And if you're able to save through a, a, uh, a light hit, you should not hit him a lot. So I again there there it, 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 the there is an interesting aspect of the sugya which is when is it mutter to strike somebody and I didn't want to do that I wanted to leave us with the power of the prohibitions three different uh, 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 aspects uh, the shulchan aracha again besides the broader issues that we mentioned the psychological side the mito side uh, and and the broad isurim like um, like the after the Reach Kamocha and and uh, probably Lotisna Sachicha Bilvavech, even though this guy's certainly not only leaving it in the heart, he's certainly expressing it uh, outside. Um, 
if you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. We used to sing as we were kids. So if uh, if you're, so this fellow is, uh, if you're aggressive and you know it, smash, you know, hit hit the other guy. So the the um, this is, um, so there's another side of 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 uh, of bidos, but there's also these general these general isurim, which are no less important. Hakadosh Baruch commanded them just like he commanded these other things. But uh, but um, there are act. This is one of the acts that Hakadosh Baruch commanded with the verb in the verse, uh, ironically, which discusses makos. Now uh, I once heard this. I heard actually from Rav Rav Aaron Also, uh, it was in a shmuz on a Shabbos night when he discussed uh, one of the times when the Torah talks about. Uh, 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 I'll explain, and then I'll, I'll discuss which one. The The Torah gives us the rules of a man's obligation towards his wife. Dafka by Amma Ivriya, Dafka by a, a maidservant, a Jewish maidservant. The Torah gives us the rules of burial. Dafka by a person who is high of Misa. Dafka by a person who got the death penalty. So we're told, Lotanin Niblato, don't leave his... his uh, his uh, corpse, his carcass, uh, hanging there on the gallows. Rather, bury him on that day. Similarly, the Torah tells us by an Ivriya, by this uh, uh, maidservant, it tells us about the man's obligations towards his wife, that he has to he has to provide her with her with her needs. So the uh, uh, Following the lead, I forget which one was stated by Rav Shimshim Fallen Hirsch and which one Rav Luxenstein applied it, but the Torah tells us certain obligations in the extreme case. So even this fellow who is uh, who is so evil, he did something that is that is Mikhaif Skila. Still, that person also is a Tselamalokim, and that person also demands to be buried. Uh, even that Amaivriya who is like this. You know, on the on the fringes of a of a of a wife. Concerning that, the Torah tells us shera taksu talo and talo igra. So similarly, I think you have an example of this here. Uh, even by this person who is chayav makos, that's where the Torah tells us the issue of hitting anybody. That's a you know the guy you're you're uh, a guy butts in line and you're on the you're in the bank and a guy uh, tries to push his way in front of you. Um, uh, just this, uh, just at lunch, I was sitting next to Rabbi, uh, uh, one of the Rabbi Rowe, Rabbi Avi Rowe. He told me a story about somebody, something that he saw in his youth that he went to the, he went to the to the theater with some friends, and uh, there was somebody sitting in their seat. It was some concert or something like that, uh, not the theater. It was a concert, and somebody was sitting in their seat. This big guy, and uh, and. Uh, this fellow, this friend's father, was a little guy, uh, but he was uh, it was uh, uh, apparently a real hothead. And when the guy didn't get out of his seat, he punched him. He hit him. Hashem Yirachim. So that was these things. Um, uh, so, so the the Torah tells us in the extreme case. Uh, even in the case where the person is a person who is high of Malkus. even lifting up one's hand against another, we discuss what about what about threatening, bullying, all these kinds of things. What uh, that uh, that is uh, 
uh, a lot of that is, uh, it, it, again, it could be, that's what I was trying to look for. Is this perhaps uh, a source for, for emotional uh, uh, violence, not only physical violence. This is a person who is, uh, who is, um, we call it emotional abuse nowadays, somebody who is threatening another person. So is, is, is that how Meirim Yad Al-Khavero, basically to threaten another? Or is it the physical act of, of lifting one's hand that gives you that definition of Russia? Uh, again, just because something, somebody is not, let's say, pasoleidos doesn't mean that it's good. Um, the, uh, the third thing is very striking, the cher makanmoni, that somebody's automatically in cher. You don't have to even go out and declare, we're putting this guy into cher. He's automatically in cher if a guy hits another. And he needs hatora. He needs, and, and uh, I think there's even, if I remember correctly, a tshuva of the chasm sofer about even answering amen to his brachos. Um, so that's a somebody who like pushes himself in and, uh, you know, davens for the almond, even though he was somebody who really should be put in cher. Uh, so, uh, again, the, uh, we tried to, uh, uh, focus on the, the, uh, Isser, uh, okay. Yeah. I did not discuss, uh, any of the, uh, uh, any of, of the, um, I, I actually studiously avoided, um, uh, any of the sources that discuss heterim uh, uh, for uh, hitting in different uh, in different situations, and obviously the uh, you know the modern applications of them, um, uh, uh, not uh, uh, one of the things I wanted to leave us was with the with the power of the Isser and not any, because uh, if you're starting to look at the sugya as like an interesting sugya, so you might be focusing on all the heterim. I wanted to leave us with the power of, of the, the surim, uh, that if a person hits another, he's automatically in cherim.